Welcome to the Unconventional CEOs Podcast, an uncharted journey through the world of business, life, and everything in between through the lens of two women with ADHD. We're your hosts, Gwen and Latrice, the neurodivergent CEOs who've cracked the code on running successful businesses while managing the beautiful chaos of life. We're here to share our unfiltered experiences, insights, and wisdom with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur seeking unconventional solutions, a fellow neurodivergent CEO looking for inspiration, or someone who loves a good story, you have found your home here with us. So buckle up, get ready to laugh, learn, and if we are lucky, be inspired as we dive into the world of the unconventional CEOs and our latest hyperfixations. Now let's vibe. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today, Gwen? Hey, we're doing all right. I'm doing, doing good. All right. Oh my goodness. How are I you? Feel, I'm good. I feel like today's topic is definitely right on par with how the season is going or how the year is ending, which is overcoming overwhelm. So I want to oh. take a yes, I want to take a deep dive into that, especially as entrepreneurs, as women with ADHD, as a mom, so many things. And like all of the year end activities, whether you're a celebrator or just not, like there's so many year end activities and everything seems to like hit a pinnacle around this time. It's like, it's like, it's like a crescendo or something, you know, it's like, here we go. It's all happening right when everybody wants to take a little break. Cause I know that my brain is wanting to shut down. Like I'm going into, let me just like relax a little bit. I want to prepare for the, for my own new year. Girl, I have had like it, all of the things have been happening all at once. Yes. With clients, with business, dogs, like some like really off the wall, like personal things. It's been a year of loss for us too. And so kind of coming on the other side of that, it has been like, I am in the thick of it big time. So with that being said, because that's true, I get it a hundred percent. I feel like everything always wants to happen at one time and it's always way too much. But when we think about overwhelm, what are some of the types of, I guess, overwhelm you say you experience? Because I know for me, I have task overwhelm often. There are way too many things to do. I don't have enough time to do them and I don't know where to start. <laughs> so I, my brain shuts down. I hit this whole ADHD paralysis. I can't do anything. Then you have like one that you brought up earlier, overstimulation. It's too many things happening at once. And like, I know for me- Like physical things happening yeah, no, at once that. and mental things happening yes. at once. I get that. Because that literally happened to me the other day when I was- literally at church and it was like the child was crying somebody was talking somebody was doing it. like it was just so many things happening and because of course my ADHD picks up on everything that's happening at once instantly I had a headache and I was like I can't it's too much isn't that crazy how like attuned you can become how rapid the brain works I'm picking up on actual conversations that are happening. I'm I'm like looking at the kid that's doing something like, why isn't the mom paying attention? This kid's like going to choke on this thing. And I become worried about this child that I have no idea who it is. I hear like random TikToks or random phone sounds like music playing or TV on and like, 
And all of a sudden, I'm like physically almost ill feeling. Like I just stop. Like I can't. I need to go touch the dirt. <laughs> like I need to ground myself right now. I've honestly, like right now, I, with what I've been experiencing, mostly is been like the task overwhelm. And for me, like those two things, the task overwhelm and the overstimulation are probably like the biggest types of overwhelm that I experience. I'm not somebody who gets like emotionally overwhelmed very easily. I That takes a lot for me. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I'm able to regulate that part of myself very well. Because even with like all the task overwhelm, it's more just like a fuzzy feeling in my brain is the way that I would describe it. And I get some of that like paralysis as well, where like there's so much happening. I don't even know where to start. And so I'll just sit there in procrastination. So I'm really, really good at doing things last minute and having it turn out beautifully because all of a sudden when it's down to crunch time, I seem to have like the clarity that I need. It's the dopamine. It's a dopamine hit. Like I'm sure we all... We all know this that have anybody who has ADHD, like in some regard, we we have those like last minute adrenaline high dopamine hits with procrastinating, getting it done and having it be a success. Like 1159 and writing the news, writing your essay that's due at midnight. That's because they say we're cool in a crisis, which is crazy. But basically all that means to me is that when things hit the fan, like legit hit the fan, Everything around you is finally catching up with the speed of your brain. Yes. So that's why we tend to have meltdowns when everything seems calm. <laughs> but the moment everything else is chaotic, we are at our commas. Every time there's been actual emergency, I actually had coming back. I volunteered with my daughter at an event for an orphanage, foster kids. And coming back, there's this like really sketchy strip of road and we were almost in a very bad accident and had my brain I mean bad like it would have been fatal period and because my brain driving is navig is literally looking at every single car in every single situation going what happens if what happens if what happens if what happens if I was able to navigate out and around that unscathed and I mean people were going off into the mediums like like losing control in the middle of like the grass. Like, I mean, it was bad. Also, I drive a car that stops fast. So there's that. But like, but because of that, like it was, and I was so calm. It was like almost everything like went quiet, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's like things kind of catch up with how fast my brain is moving. And it was really one of those instances where I was like, good thing I'm thinking like the, the way I do because like, have been bad if I was zoned out but I don't zone out like even when I feel, look zoned I'm acutely aware my brain is like yeah totally aware like navigating all the possibilities going through like thank goodness the advantages because <laughs> I mean it's like how many times can you even look back and like how it's your how our brains work in crisis or overwhelming situations, like it saved your ass. I'm sure at so many points you could look back and be like, the way my brain operates is different, but it saved me from these situations that other people either wouldn't wouldn't have been aware of because we're always like assessing what's happening around us. Like I for sure have had 
so many instances where I'm like, I should not have been able to like walk away from this the way that I did, but I did because I was assessing all of the like energy, the facial expressions on people. I was picking up out of the side of my eye that there was some hostile like interactions with some people and but while everybody else is like laughing and drinking and having fun and I'm like, I'm going to get out of here and something ends up happening. Like as a kid, as a teenager, that happened to me regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely would say that. I feel like that's common among a lot of people with ADHD. <laughs> but again, that ties into trauma responses too. But even outside of that, I know you said you don't have a huge problem with emotional overwhelm. I feel like emotional regulation is hard for me, but it's usually the result of overwhelm. Like when I am overwhelmed or overstimulated, I usually end up in like an emotional state because that is how I release all of that energy. But then there's things like, clutter overwhelm, which I don't experience much. I do. I I don't because I don't, I choose not to have a lot of clutter. Like I try my best to keep away from it because I can't think. Like it feels like it blocks me from thinking. And it then does. My, yeah. It Physical really does. overwhelm is, is mental overwhelm. I used to say that before I even knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree. So I try my best to like keep the spaces around me as clutter free as possible because it makes my brain hurt it's other people's clutter like I can have my things like I'm not I'm very like a clutter free type of a person but I will have like my pile of things or my like I put this here as my giveaway pile and it can sit there and I will avoid it and not even like think about it because it'll sit there for weeks okay that's generous months but think I'll just ignore it but anybody else in the family their stuff I'm like pick it up why is there all this mess here like, why is this on my kitchen counter? Why are your yeah. shoes here? Like, you know, everything what else? has a home. <laughs> Put it in its home. Everything needs to have its home. And I agree. Or it makes sense in my brain. I mean, but I guess even with that, what are some ways you kind of cope and try to, you know, realign yourself when you're feeling like that? Because I know when I get, task overwhelm or, you know, clutter overwhelm or any kind of overstimulation overwhelm that happens, I usually find myself either A, crying (laughs) because I'm trying to like release all this tension or just having to like walk away, change rooms or lay down. Like I have to give my brain a break, essentially. With task overwhelm, because that happens very easily for me task overwhelm. I like process it out. Like with task overwhelm, I will go to a Trello board or a physical piece of paper and I will write out everything and I brain dump. Because if I can see it and get it out of my head, I feel better. So I utilize like things that I know that'll work because I get a sense of satisfaction and checking things off of a list or crossing, like physically crossing things off. So like, I know that that'll work for my brain when I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I will do it. It like, in detailed steps you know we're not talking broad brain dumping i'm talking like set up a tag like if i'm talking like let's say automation of something and it's feeling overwhelming and it's like complicated i will write out every single little step so it's like okay i am clear on this like and then i can cross it off physical overwhelm like 
clutter and stuff like that. Like I am really, this is an active thing for me. I have to work on picking my battles. I will avoid, I will look at it and go, and I will say it like, it is not that big of a deal. Like, like one of the kids would have, it's like they took turns being messy when they were younger. One would be really clean and one would be really messy. And so it used to be like a struggle for me when they were younger. And so I just got to the point where I was like, you're shutting the door to your room. Like, I don't need to see it. I don't need to fight with you over this. Like you, you can't just live in disarray constantly, but I'm not, this isn't going to be a daily battle that I'm going to fight. So really like learning to choose what's actually important to me. Sometimes it's just like, I don't need to go into your room because I know it's going to be upsetting. And so like avoiding certain things and like the whole physical like clutter in the house, like that is something I still work on in the main living space. I'm just like, people live here. I have to tell myself people live here. Yeah, I get it. I mean, having children, though, it's kind of hard to avoid sometimes because, you know, I have like a six year old. I have two older ones, but my six year old, he's a boy. So toys are left everywhere and his clothes can be left anywhere at any given time <laughs> so, having to it's remind scattering. him yes having to remind him to pick him up to himself because it stresses me out when I walk to the living room and I see your blanket in the middle of the floor because I'm like but why <laughs> but I think when it comes to like just trying to cope task overwhelm I definitely am the same when it comes to brain dumping I try to write everything out so I can get it all out of my head because it's too much in my head. And I feel like if I can get it all out of my head, I tell myself if I can take it one step at a time, one task at a time, and I can start to cross things off, I instantly feel relief after doing that. Yeah, totally. It's like a sense of satisfaction. And then you're like, okay, it's so easy. It's like even saying these things out loud, it's like it seems so silly. Like, oh, you, you know, it's so difficult, but it is, it's difficult when all of these things are floating through your head. Plus it's like the pending to do's that you have, like for the household birthdays or, you know, whatever, like upcoming events or thing, grocery list, like what lives in our head is not just the one, it's not just the immediate to do's for business. It's everything else. And then add in like any sort of like flavor of family things that you have going on. Like when my mom had heart surgery, adding that into the equation and like the worry, it was like everything felt like the biggest, most daunting task. So it was like, I had to use my tools. I had to write it all down. I had to give myself the satisfaction and the like success or win of crossing it off my list and seeing that physically, that list like, you know, come to completion. It was like a win. Yes. Good. Another thing with, with task overwhelm that like, I, uh, this came to me when you're talking is like, I have playlists that I listen to that help. I know, get me into a flow state. Okay. I mean, I definitely agree because music is amazing for the brain, especially the ADHD brain. So I do the same too. When I want to get into a focus, focus, I definitely Mm -hmm. will listen to a certain type of music. I always tell people there are stages to it. Yes, Like I either am listening to music to feel better. And usually I want to hear the lyrics. I want to sing along because it's it's making me feel better as I'm releasing tension, right? And then there's like 
if I want to focus, I cannot have lyrics, right? I need Same. some, I need the instrumental. I need a certain type of lo-fi kind of, you know, beat to just get me to vibe out while I'm trying to get into that hyper-focus mode. Yep. Same. No, I like, it was yesterday I was building out, you know, a funnel for somebody and it felt kind of overwhelming in my head. It was like, I had that like swimmy feeling like, I've done this a million times, Latrice, like, come on. This is not, it was not my first funnel, but in the, for whatever reason, it was like in that moment, my brain felt fuzzy and I was like, I'm putting on my headphones. I put them on, I put on some Levitico and Naughty and I just like went to town and got it done. And in like a half an hour, I was done. It was just super, like just super speed mode. Once I was able to like get myself into that state. So music really like, that for me is is like game changer with how my brain works and handles overwhelming situations, how like even emotional overwhelm, you know, if, if I ever get to that point where like my feelings are feeling too big, music can almost always help cure that or bring me back down yeah. or brighten my mood. Yeah, because I think I experience that a lot is when my feelings feel big and I can tell because it's usually about to come out in some sort of outburst and trying to control that it's hard because it's like I don't reach that tipping point and I am done <laughs> and, but I agree it definitely does bring me back down but there's so many so many things I think we experience when it comes to overwhelm and trying to just figure out how to navigate between all the different roles that we play in life in general. So it's not being like, oh, ADHD people are the only ones that experience it. I think it's just mm-hmm. you experience everything to a more heightened sense. It definitely seems that way. Yeah. So em- whether it's emotion, you over- like we're easily overwhelmed. We it, It's so, it's just, it feels different for us. So trying to find ways to navigate through it isn't always the easiest, but understanding that at the end of the day, we do have to give ourselves grace. Sometimes I have to just say, you know what, today is, it's not the day. I'm just, I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to relax because obviously my head's not there. I can't make it <laughs> even if I tried. So I'm just going to do whatever my, wherever my dopamine leads me, that's where I will go. So if that is mm-hmm. me laying in a bed, relaxing, if that is me on social media, talking to somebody, you know, wherever it takes me, I'm a follow because I have to give myself grace essentially when I need to. Yeah. And I'm still learning how to navigate all of it. Like, I feel like it's going to be a continuing work in progress. Like as each new stage of life that we get into, like there's going to be new hacks that I learn to like manage. And I, I mean, same for everybody. But yeah, I, that's kind of like where I'm at. It's the same with business because, you know, getting overwhelmed, but still having to manage people. Is oh, not I know always it. <laughs> it's, in, oh, that's hard. That's it's very, very hard. hard because you're, I mean, that's the thing where it's like, that's that task overwhelm because it's like, I am managing not only like what I'm doing and everything that I have on my plate, but I'm also like, did they get this done and not wanting, like, I'm not a micromanager, period. I'm not. And it's almost like when I toss it to you, it needs to be off of my plate. I need to trust that you're going to get it done because I don't have it in me to want to like pester you to follow up. Me neither. You know what I was thinking though? Like totally random. I think that when this episode airs, I'm going to share my playlist. Like <laughs> we should sure? have, we should have like an unconventional CEO's playlist with like, you know, our Spotify playlist of 
music that that helps us. I want to see. I want to see yours. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> that would definitely be the chibi. Excuse me. <laughs> oh anyway. my goodness. Well, as for the use, we could do this all day long. But for the sake of time, we'll save whatever we have for next time. And yeah, we should come up with a, a playlist so we can attach it. I think people will be interested to see things that we like to listen to. <laughs> I like compare the vibes. We, yeah. we should compare the vibes of like what what calms our brains. That'll be interesting. So stay tuned. So. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, until next time. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Unconventional CEOs. We hope you enjoy the candid conversations and found inspiration in our unique perspectives. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you loved what you heard. Your feedback helps us reach even more listeners who might benefit from our insights. And if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Unconventional CEOs. We're always sharing tips, behind the scenes stories, and more. Until next time, remember your neurodiversity is your strength and success can be created on your own terms. Keep embracing the chaos and don't be afraid to be unconventional.